You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Let's just say a quick prayer. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for this amazing church, this amazing family. Thank you for your grace. Jesus, thank you for giving us the power of your name, the authority of your name. And we are open to you. Do whatever you want today in our lives. Do whatever, whatever you want in this place today, in our hearts, in our families. Amen. Amen. Um, I think we all... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a very romantic guy. In a sense, uh, Chris was, was sharing about, you know, when God tells you just go without saying anything. Just obey and go. And I'm, I'm very romantic. I'm like, yeah, it would be awesome. God just told me to... Leave my family and go. <laughs> I'm very romantic. Uh, <laughs> Jackie knows that. I mean, um, uh, three years ago or four years ago, we found this. You guys were still there in our building. And uh, we found this house. We, we were looking to move from Smyrna to a different area because of, of school for our son. And uh, we found this house in Woodstock. And, and we looked at the house and we were like, wow. This is the perfect farmhouse. Well, it's the house of my dreams. And Jackie was like, how long do you think it's going to take for us to remodel this house? And I've been, I have 20 years of experience in remodeling. I know. I know what I'm talking about. I work with that. I have a remodeling business. I told her, I said, 90 days will be ready. We lived in my church's office for 76 days. It took us 76 days to move into the basement. Partially finished. After three years, it's almost done. The house is almost done. I'm kidding. But we, we were talking with friends a few days ago and they were like if you knew would you have bought this house I told him I said no the Lord had blinded us <laughs> we were completely blinded we fell in love we were like yeah totally romantic yeah perfect your farmhouse Jackie And, 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 and this is what I want to share with you today. It's, we live in the tension of the romantic, between the romantic and the practical. Spiritual life is, 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 is tension between the romantic and the practical. When God speaks to us and when the promises are fulfilled. There, there, there are some times we, Jack and I, um, we got married and when we got married we were... We discussed, you know, every single thing that, that we wanted for our lives and every plan. And the first thing that we were discussing is kids. Uh, well, we want to have kids. Can we wait a year? Can we wait two years to have kids? And our parents were, they were, you know, you guys are going crazy. You have to wait. And we we're like, no, we love kids. And um, in, so we got married in March of 1997, coming up our 25th anniversary. <laughs> And um, so that next year, uh, on my birthday, September 28, 1998, um, I received a call from the doctor. My doctor saying, hey, I've been trying to get you here in my office and you are not coming, so I have to talk to you. Um, and he gave me the news on my birthday, on that September morning, that I could never have kids. And, and he was like, you cannot have kids. You're sterile. I'm like, what can be done? Romantic. What can be done? It's 1998. <laughs> you are feeling old like I am. <laughs> and he was like, nothing. And I asked him, I was like on a peak of my 23 years 
of age. And I was like, so I want to have kids. What do you suggest? And he was like, adoption. And I'm not against adoption of any kind. Jackie was still asleep. Um, I, I hang up the phone and I was like, wow. And I remember praying. I said, Father, today is my birthday. And you're a good dad. And kids ask for presents. I want kids. I wait a few days. This is the, you know, you're all like, yeah, the romantic part. I wait a few days, shared with Jackie. We went through hell for some time, feeling bad. We would declare God's word, but there were times that we were low. We were youth pastors at the time in the church, and uh, one of the, the kids, the, we, we were prohibited from speaking about holiness for the youth. Yeah, they said, no, you cannot say anything about that. You, you cannot teach on that. And I was like, okay, so I, I guess I quit. And I told the pastor, I said, okay, and uh, one thing, if, if, if anything comes up, if one of these girls gets pregnant, and I don't come after me, I have nothing to do with it. And making a long story short, a few months, one of the girls got pregnant, and he called me. I, we, we stood in the church, and he called me, and he asked me to talk to the girl, and he suggested in a very subtle way for me to help that girl Abort. I'm like, no. I told him, if, if, I said, if, if you want to suggest that, you go yourself and do it. I would never do that. And thank God that girl never did it. Um, her, the beautiful girl is in, that was born is in college right now. But what am I sharing that with you? During that time, we were like, even people who don't want kids are having kids. And we are crazy for kids. And on the first anniversary of our church, I, we had a precious friend of ours come to preach. Uh, his name is Michael Carter. And he was preaching, and, and he stopped, and he said, I want to pray for you guys. And he started to pray for us. And he said to Jackie, you're going to get pregnant in December. The confirmation is January, and it's a boy. We knew it. We knew it. It was a boy. Because the Lord gave her word that our, we would have a boy. And we have Israel. He just, we just celebrated his 18th birthday. Yeah. Um, you know, the most amazing experience I had, I felt so wise and empowered, was when we went to do the ultrasound to find out the sex of the baby. The nurse was like, oh, do you have a preference? We were like, no, we know. <laughs> She's like, really? It's a boy. <laughs> it was a boy. So I told Chris that I want to share with you guys about family. Church is family. The kingdom is family. I know you guys have been hearing this a lot and... Uh, and I know you guys live family here. One of the things that we normally say at our church is, uh, we are family. We are not perfect. We are not a perfect family, but we are family. So this is not a perfect family. If, if, if you started to attend resurgent uh, last month, let me tell you something. This is not a perfect family, but this is family. And this is an amazing family. And in between this tension of the romantic and the practical that we all go through in life. How many of you, be honest here. How many of you got married thinking that it would be the most amazing experience of your life? <laughs> Ladies, please. <laughs> Only the men are being sincere. Come on. I'll come back to speak about truth, you know, lies and truth. I'll come back. 
You receive, you came to service one day and receive a promise, you receive a word that the Lord was opening a door of work for you. And you're like, yeah, romantic. Then you started in that workplace. And you're like, was it God? <laughs> really? Are you guys with me? So you see that in between the promise and the word until the, the fulfillment, there's life. There's life. You know, in, in between uh, God speaking to you and until God speaking to us that he would give us a child and for us to wait five years, there was a process. There was the practical size of it, that side of it that we had to deal with it all the time. All the time we had to deal with it. In our minds, we had to guard our minds. And I believe the days that we are living in, we, we, are, we have been so challenged in everything we believe. You turn on the, the news, your faith is being challenged right in front of you. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get political here, but our government is challenging your, faith, challenging your faith. Everyone around us, the system is challenging your faith. And, and the worst thing about it is that they say you cannot express yourself. Because if you express yourself, you'll be an extremist. Um, I don't know how many of you follow, um, forgot his name, the American Idol guy, Danny Goki. Yeah, go on Instagram and, and, and check his last posts. So he posted yesterday or today, I guess, about the vaccines. And he was like, I know I run the risk of being canceled. But we have to stand up for freedom. You know, guys, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. I'm whatever. We're way past that. But let me tell you something. We are pro-freedom. We are pro-freedom. I came from Brazil. You guys as a nation, you guys are, we're such an open arms nation. You know, the only time in America that I was discriminated upon was in Miami, Florida by a Cuban guy. I told the Lord one day, I said, don't you please ever call me to Florida. <laughs> I'll probably become a son of thunder. <laughs> Read your Bible, folks. So as a local church, we are family. And, and I just want to share two points here. It's a very simple message. As a family... We, we have to exercise two things. The first one being that we, a family always perseveres. One of the most shocking things to me when I came to America 26 years ago was that church was so much business. Business. We, we, we started our church just like you guys, and, and, and we shared a building with another church, and, and that church, they, 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 they were an amazing church. And I remember that they started to decrease their numbers, and, and the pastor one day came to me and said, we're closing the doors. And I'm like, how many people are you? He said, 65. I'm like, you are a church. Oh, but we, don't, we cannot pay the, the rent. I was like, go to a hotel. Go to your backyard. Go somewhere. You're a church. And they end up closing the doors. And, and that, that was so shocking because it was a business mentality. You know, business, we are a business in the sense of with the government and everything. And we do everything right. But above anything else, we are a family. And we have to persevere. Why do people change church like they change clothes? It's because they have this business mentality. I know. Oh, it's too much people. The place is small. I'm going to find another place. People are not wearing masks here. Wear a mask. 
You know, there's some people in our church that, oh, we're not going to, to the, the services because of COVID. I said, slap a mask on your face, get your behind out of your sofa and go to the service. Do whatever. Two, three, four masks, I don't care. I don't care. But see, most of the time we're not persevering because we don't have this family mentality. You know, we're five, four brothers and one sister growing up, and now I am the youngest one. And I remember one day my, my the, the middle brother, we were, he's 10 years older than me, and, 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 and he was an expression of evil when I was growing up. <laughs> we would fight a lot. I remember one day that I decided that I, I would face him. I was probably like 11. He was 21. And I'm chubby today. I was not. I was very slim. Very slim. I was here today and I look at his Scott's tattoos and I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo. And then I remember my physique. It looks awesome on you. Let's talk our language here. How many times you have seen a shirt on a mannequin in a store and you buy it and you go home and you're like, it's not the same shirt? I'm not going to do that with tattoos. No, sir. So one day I was fighting my brother and, and he, he picked me up and he threw me on the floor. And, and I, I lost my voice. I was like, and I look at him when I regained conscious. And I told him, I said, don't you ever speak to me again. <laughs> Guess what? Next morning, I had to go to school. And he was the one who took me to school. <laughs> On his motorcycle. So one day I told him never to talk to me again. Next day. That's family. That's family. You don't have the luxury. You don't have the luxury of not depending on one another. If you are family. So we, we, we have to see it. You know, family will persevere. In Acts 5, uh, 15, you can read it later. But you have Paul. Paul was... In Acts 15 alone, he fights with two people, two different people. He fights with Barnabas and he fights with Peter in one chapter of the Bible. <laughs> Big fight. You know, with Peter, he says, I, I talked to him face to face. That was not a, just a nice conversation, sitting down, drinking some Starbucks. No, it was, it was heated. With Barnabas, they, they, they fought because of John Mark. And they, why did they fight? Because John Mark had abandoned them before. And now the guy wanted to go again on their trip. He was like, no. No way. He had his chance. And Barnabas was like, I'm not, not going to go with you. So we had disagreements. But you see that it's one family. Later on in life, Paul writes about Mark. I would like to tell Mark to come. I miss him. I had one person ask me one day, where does it say in the Bible that we are the family of God? Like everywhere. <laughs> it starts with Jesus teaching us to call him Father. That's, that's a good thing, right? Father. Okay. Take note of that. We need some of this. Every time I say Father, I want the lights to do something. From now on. Vine Atlanta will never be the same from this moment. 
throughout the Gospels, throughout the letters, you see Paul and, and all the other writers saying, brothers and sisters. So we are family. We are family. It's not a matter if you decide to or not. You are. I, you may not like all the churches, all the Christian churches, the, the ones who had Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But you know what? They are your brothers and sisters. I may not agree with them. And this is my second point. Two points. Simple message. These guys are complicated. I am simple. <laughs> we have. We persevere, but we have disagreements. Tension. How many times you've seen a church that was destroyed because of disagreement? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been in ministry for a long time. You can see it. <laughs> and I, 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 I've lost the count of how many people will come to me and sit down and say, Okay, I, I'm leaving the church because I don't agree with what you preach. Like, you don't agree with what I preach on the Bible or my personal opinion. You have all the right in the world to discord with my personal opinion. So, for instance, with the, the, the vax things, people come to me and say, are you against or a pro? I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to take it for now. Are you going to change your mind? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. But what about people who are vaccinated? Bless your hearts. Praise God. That's not a point. I'm going to leave church because the pastor is not vaccinated. You're so dumb. Really? Guys, we, we, we live in such a dumb society right now. I, I've told my church this, if I die, I don't want you guys to pray for resurrection. I went out. Really, I, I, and the older I get, I'm like, ah, I want to go. I want to go. Walk into a coffee shop this week, Scott. I promised her I'm going to buy you a coffee. I was working and uh, went to do an estimate. Coffee shop, Virginia Highlands. Amazing coffee. Get you, I get to the door and there's a sign, don't come in if you don't wear a mask. I look inside and everybody was not wearing a mask. I'm like, I need a mask to come in and buy my coffee. Then I'll sit down, remove my mask and drink my coffee. I turn away and say, I'm not going to give you my money because you're dumb. <laughs> We have become so dumb. I don't like what you say. I'm going to cancel. People, let's cancel them because we disagree. That's dumb. And I know when I say things about the social media and every, everything that people are doing outside, you're like, yeah, 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 but we are doing that in church. We are canceling people in church because we disagree. And then we say that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. Guess what? In Christ Jesus means in His body. There are some things that God will only do when you congregate. There are some things in the Bible. I'll prove to you. Let's go to Acts. Acts 1. Yes, you are going to open your Bibles today. You're like, oh, he's, does, he's not opening his Bible. At least I brought a Bible. You digital people. <laughs> Tell something. This will never crash. I don't like churches that people don't bring Bibles, paper Bibles. Acts 1.5. Oh, four. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
So Jesus was very specific. You guys have to stay in Jerusalem until you receive power from upon high. You, you all know, verse two, uh, chapter two, when the day of Pentecost arrived, how long was that after Jesus was ascended to heaven? 10 days. So Jesus was resurrected. He stayed with them for 40 days. Then he went to the Father and they stood in Jerusalem 10 days praying and seeking the Lord nonstop. When I say nonstop, you may think, the romantic will think, 24 hours. I hop. I hop on earth. Everybody worshiping without eating and everybody worshiping without drinking water and going to the bathroom and 10 days living life. About 120 people inside a room like this or smaller. Very close to hell. <laughs> All the romantics, when they, they read this, they're like, yeah. Oh, it was like people smelling bad. Getting grumpy. <laughs> I can go very well for a week if I get like four or five hours of sleep at night. My wife cannot go a day without seven hours. Seven hours with no coffee, same result. So it's at seven hours and coffee. Otherwise, I have a half a wife for a good time. <laughs> so, so, so you have people like that for 10 days. See, from the moment he said, you wait there, Judah. Worship, wait until you receive the power from upon high, the promise. There is a process. Disagreements, people getting on your nerves, people speaking the worst thing about you. But the Holy Spirit only came because they stood there. So this nonsense that people say, I'll serve God in my house, that's nonsense. You should serve God in your house, but you are not serving God if you are not congregating. Oh, that's deep. Guys, I don't know when I'm come back, coming back, so I, I'll give you time to forget about it. <laughs> Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. We, we are Holy Spirit people. We, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. Amen. You want to have amazing experiences of ecstasies and, and everything. But there's a, a recipe for this. And in Ephesians. Somewhere here, I don't know where it is. Let me see. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. See, in some churches, people would look at her and they were like, oh, It's okay. It's okay to cough. Just sneeze. Come on. Ephesians 5.15. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, dumb, but as wise. Really? Study the original? I've done my homework. Do you guys, every time you read your Bible and you see the word fools, do you remember Mr. T as well? <laughs> I always do. Really? I always do. Every single time I read on the Bible, fools, I, I, it's like Mr. T is singing, fool, a pity fool. <laughs> making the best, verse 16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be fool. <laughs> but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what? What God's will is for your life. 
and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Yes. Do, not, do not get drunk with natural stuff, with substitutes, but be filled with the Spirit. How many of you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? There's a recipe. Next. And what is the recipe? Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God uh, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. There's no way to be filled with the Holy Spirit without being together with the church. There's no way. Oh, we can do that at home. Ah, for a week or so. Really? I told the Lord one day, during this time that I shared with, shared with you when my pastor came to me and he insinuated for me to tell the girl to get an abortion. I told the Lord, I said, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to leave church. I'm quitting church. I'm going to serve you with Jackie and, and, and I'm going to live for you in my house. There's no way that I will deal with this. The Lord spoke to me. He said, if you love me, you love my church. There's no way for you to love me without loving the church. And let me tell you something. We stayed in that church under those circumstances for about four more months until we had a word from the It's not perfect. It's filled with messed up people doing crazy things. But it's the church. My pastor always taught us that the Lord will always give you something that you want in a package that you don't like. <laughs> I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, come to church. I want to be, to, to release heaven wherever I go. Go to church. Am I saying this because I have interest other than you? No. I know these guys, they're not in ministry because of money. They're not in ministry because of, please. We pastors can make way more money out there. <laughs> without headaches. I have a business. I'm going to only mention the hardscapes part of it because you do remodeling. Okay, so I'm not going <laughs> to. If I don't want to go to a customer's house, I don't go. If I don't want to answer the phone, I don't answer. Oh, we would like for you to come and give us an estimate. Ah, not today. <laughs> but the phone rings at 3 in the morning. Hello? We are fine. I'm like, what do I have to do with it? <laughs> Pray. No, we need you here. Huh? <laughs> or I'm at the hospital. We had an accident. I don't get paid to do that. I do that because I have a calling. We do that because we have a calling. And we do that because we believe in the Bible. Guys, we, it's time for the church. I, I know you've heard this. It's time for the church to be the church. Amen. I love what you guys are doing with these classes and citizenship. You know, we have to reflect heaven's values wherever we are. Amen. If we depend on government for that, we are screwed. Can I say that here? <laughs> I am Brazilian. I learned... Most of my English through movies. <laughs> you, you guys don't do this because you're... But you're going to do this. Can you say, God will only do things... Certain things. God will only do certain things in my life as long as I have people around me. Be careful. 
don't fall into this trap of, you know, church is virtual. Somebody told me this. Oh, the new church is virtual. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not virtual. You, you, we can use the internet to share the gospel. We can use the internet to evangelize. We can use the internet to, to release heaven. But let me tell you something. Church is not virtual. Church can only be lived with people around you. How can you grow? How can you grow without having people around you? How can you grow without forgiveness? If church is virtual to you, you just change the, the channel on YouTube. If church is family for you, you pray and you seek God and you go to your brother, you go to your sister and you, you resolve the problem. Guess what? You grow. I'm about to finish. Hebrews 10, 24. Can we project or no? I didn't ask. No? Okay. Hebrews 10, 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That's, that's what Resurgent is all about. Stirring up. Stirring up the gifts. The, my Portuguese got in the way. Stirring up the gifts. Stirring up the movement, the move of God. He's stirring up, releasing heaven, releasing the presence, seeking him. But let me tell you something. Look at the next one. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. We don't need to get into um, the end days and what you believe in, but we just know that the end is drawing near. We know that we live in a crazy world. For me, I'm a romantic. The situation that we live in did not hit me until, I guess, a week or so ago when I saw Sean Foyt posts about the violence in Portland against them. And look at those images. The people of God being persecuted in the United States of America just because they are the people of God and they are worshiping Jesus. In the United States of America. On that day, I, I was like, ooh. We are really under attack. You know, God, he doesn't care about, let me rephrase that. God will use any means to fulfill his promises. He will use any means to, he will use the devil. He's using the, the Taliban right now to bless the church. God will never lose. God will never lose. There's, there's not even a battle to him. There's not even a battle right now. You know, I, I, we are all pro-healing. We are 100%. We believe 100% in healing. Last month, we lost a, how old was he? Four and a half? Almost five-year-old boy to cancer. Uh, to cancer. And we prayed and we declared it. It did not happen. He died. God didn't lose it. I may not understand, but I know He's good. And I know He reigns. And it may be a battle that we lost, but the war is on. Now, we, the victory is yours. Victory is yours. Victory is mine. He, he, he won. So maybe you are facing hardships right now, uncertainties. Grab a hold of your beliefs and grab a hold of the word that the Lord has spoken to you. Don't, don't, don't lose the heart. 
Don't lose your passion for the church. Don't lose your passion for the church. Don't, let me tell you something. I told Scott this a few weeks ago. In my heart, I believe 100% COVID's purpose was not just government. The main reason COVID happened was to attack the church. It's a spiritual, 100% spiritual. Because in some aspects, you may believe it or not, that opinion. I'll be gone today, so I'm good. <laughs> there are a lot of governments making use of it. But the church cannot meet. The church cannot worship. The church cannot raise their hands. The church cannot sing. Who says so? Who says so? Last time I checked, he said, don't stop meeting. Don't stop praising. Don't stop getting together. So my challenge for you, resurgent Elena, is according to the first letter of Paul to Dory the fish, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Oh, I don't agree with Chris on this. Just keep swimming. Look at the bigger picture. Love this church. They're not paying me to say that. He did not ask me to say that. I am saying this to you because if there was a church, if I was not a pastor in this town, if there is a church that I would be a member, it's this church. I say that before the Lord. You guys have such presence and, and gifts and love and, and grace. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't listen to dumb people who says that, oh, we, we, we can have a better experience in our home. No. Quoting my man. It was probably the birth of your son. But I, I've seen an increase of anointing in your life in expressing the, the heart of the Father in releasing heaven like, man, amazing, amazing. So as I, fi I finished, I have to finish. Jesus said that you have to forgive Somebody's 70 times 7 in a day. How can you do that if you're not living life together? How could Judah grow up if he had not had people around him. My, my son is turning out to be an amazing young man. Hard worker. He's such a hard worker. How, and I've seen so many young men who are so lazy around me. We're looking, I was looking at pictures from our renovation two days ago on Friday. Reliving the dream. <laughs> and Israel was 13 and I, he had a drill and he was installing drywall. It's an area of my, my house that I'm not proud of. should have chosen a closet or something. No, he would do this staircase. But I look at him and I was looking, I was like, that's part of, of life. See Tristan on the, on the mixer, Cody 
leading worship. That's how we do it. We're family. Ava growing up being this amazing girl. That's family. One of the most powerful things this man said to me one day is, we're lifers. We're lifers. To do church is to say that we're lifers, no matter what. So I want to ask you this morning, are you willing to give up your personal opinion for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Are you willing to give up stuff that it's, that it's not even, like three months from now, it will not even be important anymore? To live as church, to, to build something that will change generations. Are you willing to give up time to see the kingdom being manifested? You guys know that. We, we don't believe that only pastors are called. Every single one of you, no matter your age or your situation or wherever you live or if you have comfort or not, we are all called. We are all sons and daughters. We are, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. And just think with me, everything Christ did, and he said that we would do greater things, it's only through people. It's only through us. I want to ask you this morning, as we finish, and even if it's in a six-month period, I'm, I'm all about testing. I, I don't have problem in, in giving time in some projects and saying, if this doesn't work within this time frame. But to give your 100% to build family in this place for the next six months, you'll be shocked. N Guys, not everyone will stay. We are family. Like I said, we, we, we are not perfect, but we are family. Family attracts, but family repels. Family attracts, but family repels because it's, it's so much easier to just come and sit down and watch a sermon and give your money and leave. It does great for your ego. But it does so terrible for your soul. They didn't ask me to say this. But I feel this is my home. This is my family. If you can stand. Cody, uh, is Cody around? He left. He said, now it's taking too long. If he doesn't show up, I'll sing. <laughs> no, you don't want me singing. I've lost members by singing. Resurgent, you have a voice. Thank you for the... Yeah. My man. When you're number later, I'm going to bring you to Vine Atlanta to teach people how to cheer their pastors. <laughs> you have a voice. Enough of this telepathy mentality. Release your voice. Release your authority. Release what he had given you. 
use what every... Scott prayed for Afghanistan this morning. It may have been just a prayer for you, but I, let me tell you something. I know that nation was impacted this morning. I know that church there was strengthened this morning. Because the body of Christ is together. And the body of Christ prayed in Jesus' name. The body of Christ released the power of heaven over your nation this morning. Let's do that to the U.S. You may not agree with me. But it's not Joe Biden that has the power in the U.S. It's the church. It's the church. I, I, it's the church. We have the power to bind. And we have the power to release. So let's pray for the president. Let's pray for all those who are in power. What if we cause a, a huge interference in their lives? What if all of a sudden we start to pray in a way that we believe that the Lord is hearing our prayer and heaven is acting upon our prayers? And all this crazy people who are planning wrong stuff, they experience a glitch on their minds. And they start to, to vote for things that will bless your life in this country. That will bless our next generations. What if? You stay at home enough watching virtual church. And that would never happen. Touch somebody right now. It is different, isn't it? different guys it's different there's such grace that flows when we pray together I would love for you to pray with somebody right now pray for them right now just release blessing over their lives right now to the left to the right just bless them just pray for the Lord to use them Father, we pray right now for your living church to be used by you. And Father, we pray right now that we declare that we are not going to fall into the trap. That apart we are stronger. No, together we are stronger. Together we grow. Together we advance. Only together we experience the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Only together we experience heaven opens. Jesus. We declare an awakening of the church in America. Awakening for fellowship. We declare, declare every lie broken right now. That we can live church apart from each other. No, that's a lie. This morning we say that we do not live according to the world. But we take a stand to renewing of our minds. A renewal of our minds. To experience your perfect will for our lives. To experience your perfect will for our church. And Father, I pray that in our disagreements, in our different opinions, we are going to grow. We are going to grow because we are going to persevere. We are going to make a stand that bigger is He who is in us than He who is in the world. We are going to make a stand that together we are way stronger. That we may not agree in everything, but we are family. 
And family stick together. Family stick together in the good times, in the bad times. Family sticks together. Disagreeing and sometimes even hating each other. But we stick together because we know that there's a higher purpose. And love speaks louder. Our Father who art in heaven, you are so holy. You are so holy. May your kingdom come in this place as it is in heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in statements and I'm a big believer of getting out of your comfort zone to make a statement if the Lord spoke to your heart today and you want to make a statement I'm here to build family in this place get out of your seat come to the front or, or to the or, or kneel in your place I, I don't know if you, if you cannot move kneel do something but do something right now something ex external that would express your your faith right now the word of God says I believe therefore I speak so do something right now if it's to come out of your place and then come here just and I want to ask you for the next six months of your life that you will be intentional in building family in this place. And serving this leadership. And loving this leadership. And understanding what you are building. Guys, you have a, such a treasure from God in this place. This is not a paid advertisement. This is the truth. Don't take for granted what you guys have here. Don't take for granted what the Lord is doing through y'all's lives. Equipment says nothing. Structure says nothing. You guys carry the presence. Oh, we don't have a building. <laughs> you are the building. You are the house of the Lord. You are living stones put it together. I work with hardscapes. There's no way to put stones together by themselves. Only God can do that. And this is a house well put together, Pastor Chris. This is a house well put together because the Lord is connecting you with His love. Raise your hand. Make yourself available to God right now. the worst son to my father in my family I was the only one who did so many things wrong guess what Abba found me Abba found me one day in the midst of my pain in 1992 and he said you are mine and I'm going to send you to the nations. Ha! Talk about a crazy word. Make yourself available to invest in Abba's house, which is the local church.
This, this is resonating in my heart. I'm so sorry to be repetitive. Make yourself available. Jesus said, you, you don't receive because you don't ask. Make yourself available. Make yourself available to be part of this school. Make yourself available to serve in this place. Make yourself available. All I'm asking you is for the next six months you embark into an adventure. To serve research in Atlanta with your whole heart. Your resources, your time. And you will see what is about to happen. You can be an expectator or you can be part of history. That's for you to choose. Choose to be part of it.